doing, Zach Cassidy? Adam Henry, Bobby Jones. Jeff Jarrett. Joe Siddle. TJ Laramie. And Holy Mackinac, you're listening to Wind City Sports. Yo, what up, everybody? My name is Jason Moore, and thank you for streaming or downloading this episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast. Wind City Sports is Wind's only local sports radio show and podcast. The radio show is live on CJAM 99.1 FM every Thursday at 12.30 p.m. And you can hear replays on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock. And you can catch every single episode of the Wind City Sports podcast, wherever you're listening to it right now, of course. But it is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any major podcast platform that podcasts are found on. We're also on our own website, Wind City Sports and part of the brand new Border City Podcast Network. You can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at WinCity underscore sports. And we'll talk about that at the end of the show as we normally do. But today is Thursday, August 22nd, 2019, and it's episode 159 of Win City Sports. And this week on Win City Sports, we're getting back into hockey. There's always lots of uh, hockey people to talk to from in, in Windsor, uh, whether they be a coach, athlete, or just a, a fan. But this week, uh, we're not, well, actually, I guess we're talking to all three. We're talking to a former OHLer and college player who's gone on to coaching. He's now the head coach of the Essex 73s, and I'm sure that he's still a fan of hockey. Who isn't? This week on Wind City Sports from right here in Windsor, Ontario, it's Danny Anger. So we talk all about his OHL career. He played in uh, Sarnia with the Sarnia Sting, uh, where I actually lived and uh, did my schooling and first got into working in uh, arenas there actually and uh, so we talk all about his time in the O um, with with the Sting and with Steven Stamkos you might have heard of him I uh, got to play with him among uh, a lot of other Windsorites were on that team and all with unique stories actually uh, Danny grew to be the assistant captain of the team and uh, from there went on and played at the university level here at the OUA level at the University of Windsor and since has gotten a job um, with the Windsor Law Faculty uh, at the Windsor uh, University of Windsor. So talk everything from his start to finish in hockey career and what he's doing now, and as well as coaching and training with the Market Dye Hockey Academy. There's uh, a lot that he's involved in. So uh, we're going to get into that interview in just a moment. But quickly, I just got to tell you about SeatGiant.ca. SeatGiant.ca is a third-party uh, ticket sales site where you can get tickets for any event, any game in Windsor or across the border. When the Windsor Spitfires and Windsor Express are playing and in season, they have tickets for them, and they even have tickets, of course, for your Detroit Red Wings, Detroit Tigers, Lions, and everything across the border. Concerts, events, you name it, they have it all. Um, the best part about Sea Giant is it's all in Canadian dollars, everything displayed. There's no um, exchange at the end of uh, the checkout where the price might go up because you didn't realize that it was in U.S. dollars. And to top it all off, you can get 5% off by using our code, Win City, W-I-N-C-I-T-Y, all one word, for 5% off your order at SeatGiant.ca. So if you're looking to go to a game, a preseason game or a Tigers game, or hopefully the cheap, uh, tickets are cheap for them, uh, and you want an extra 5% off, use code WinCity at SeatGiant.ca. But now let's jump on over to Danny Anger. Here we go. On the phone right now, we have a Fournier Sar- Sarnia Sting and University of Windsor Lancers hockey player, now development coach with the Cadot Hockey Academy and the Faculty of Law at the University of Windsor's Special Events Coordinator, Danny Anger. Welcome to Wind City Sports, man. Hi, thank you. So, born in Woodsley, did you grow up out there too? Yeah, I, uh, I grew up, um, I graduated from Essex High. I left in grade 10 um, and 11 and then came back half 
halfway through the year to graduate in, uh, in grade 12. Beauty. So did you play hockey growing up out there? Where did you play uh, in, like, minor? Yeah. Uh, so I played uh, three years in Bell River, over minor hockey system, and then uh, and then I went to Sun County and played Sun County out of minor all the way through midget minor, and then I um, played in Tecumseh Junior B prior to going to Sarnia. Cool. The Sarnia, actually, because I, I actually lived there for a few years. I went to college, and um, I just wanted you know, do a little background, you know, that whole where'd you grow up and stuff like that. Did, were you always like a hockey kid, or did uh, other sports interest you at all? Um, I played hockey and soccer. I wish I would have got into uh, to lacrosse, but it, it wasn't that uh, it wasn't that big when I was young. Not like it is now. So, yeah, I did hockey in the winter. My dad would take my skates off as soon as the season was done, and it was right on the, uh, the soccer field. So you just switch between the two? Switch between the two, and I, I don't think I skated until the end of August. And uh, I think I had one week of Kirk Bowman hockey schools, and then it was right on the ice after that. So that's a big topic now is uh, coaches on what kids should do on the offseason. What's your thoughts? Do you think they should be training hockey all year round or uh, take a break and, and do a different sport? It's, uh, it's a tough question because, um, you know, you have – athletes that are multi-sport uh, multi-sport athletes and they're very successful they they'll put the skates up in the summer and they won't put them on um, put them on until you know the season starts like uh, you know I, I represent a player on the lawn and he was uh, you know all-star Canada team Canada baseball player so he didn't have much time to, to worry about hockey in the summer so um, you know there's a good example of a player that was able to focus completely on another sport in the summer but there's also players that if they don't do the extras and develop, then they'll get left behind. And I don't like that they'd have an opportunity um, to be able to take the next step in hockey if they didn't do those extra hockey school. Yeah, so a, I, I think it's, it's a player-to-player basis. Yeah, very good point. I didn't think of that. Because it is a hard question to ask, uh, not to put you on the spot or anything. But, um, no, good. So, um, but that being said, it is tough because... Uh, now thinking about it, you know, if you want to be the best, obviously you got to put in as many hours as possible. But at the same time, I'm looking at it as their kid, you know, give them the summer off to do something else with different kids or something like that. Yeah, it, it, I think kids need that the training part is, um, you know, if a kid's going to go on the ice and train for skill and try and develop his skill, that's not bad. But when kids are competing, um, you know, in spring hockey or summer hockey leagues and they're competing you know, 12 months out of the year, they lose that hunger for when the season actually starts. And by the time, you know, November, December, January hits when the crucial months are, are at play um, to make playoffs or, you know, make a run at first place, kids just, they, they lose interest, right? And it happens to every kid. So I think that keeping that hunger is very important. But you also have to develop your skill because you get left behind in today's game. It's a good point. Very good point. And uh, think about yourself. We'll rewind a little back now to uh, being a young kid. How did you end up going off to the Sting and uh, playing junior? Uh, it was a tryout basis where you drafted or, or what? Yeah, I uh, well, I was one of those, like, in saying that I should backtrack a little bit. I did train quite a bit. Um, Andy Paquette at PowerTech trained me my whole life, um, you know, up until my draft year pretty much. And um, so I, I got drafted third round by Sarnia uh, from uh, playing in Sun County. Um, I didn't make it my rookie year, and I went back uh, my second year and made it, and, uh, and had a pretty good season too. 
Awesome. Um, so you were there for two seasons, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, it seems like there was almost two completely different teams uh, between the two years. First year, one guy that stood out to me is Rich Clune, just by looking through the uh, through the list. Aside from him, it seems that there was a lot of guys that went on to play pro, but not in the NHL. Um, what was that group like? Uh, my first year was great. We had a great group of guys. Um, Michael Hadley was was the leader. He got traded halfway through the season. It was um, it was a tough two years to be on because it was a rebuilding year. Um, the first year was a rebuilding year, and then the second year, in a sense, was too because we weren't that good, um, but we had a lot of good young talent. Like Stamkos was on the team. We had a really good uh, you know leader in Ryan Wilson, who's a local boy. Um, we actually had a lot of Windsor boys on that team, so it made um, it made the group a lot of fun. And when we came back home in the summer, we all worked out and partied together. Um, so the, the team aspect was great, um, but the hockey wasn't so good. Yeah, as you look at these stats here, you can tell it was a it was a rebuilding year. And the next year, you know, just basically scratching the, sh- the surface. But as I look through all the players, like like these guys at the top of the list are putting up close to 100 points, you know, in junior, but don't really make it to the NHL. Is there anyone that you're shocked didn't? Yeah, there's a, like, to be honest, I thought Ryan would have had a longer, you know, career. Um, he was one of the best players that I ever played with. Uh, I played with this defenseman named Mark Paddock. Um, he is from Porcupine, Ontario. Um, he was probably the best skater that I've ever seen, like, better than Sam Coast. Um, but you know what? That's, that's the way it works. There was a guy like Matt Martin from Windsor who went undrafted to the OHL and just worked his butt off and, um, you know, got there on, on sheer determination. And, you know, now he's going on, what, his 10th year in the league? Like, so there's guys that be there, and then there's guys that, you know, made it because they worked hard. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a good... Yeah, I know, just looking at the stats, you know, it's like, I, I wasn't around at this time, so it's like, what happened to these guys? It's uh, it's interesting. And you mentioned the uh, uh, the kind of the Windsor connection there. There was a big presence, actually, with Martin and Dalton Prout and uh, Ryan Wilson, as you mentioned, uh, you guys kind of became friends. Did you guys kind of bond together because you're all from the same place? I, I think that helped a lot. Um, we all, you know, pretty much went to the same trainer. We all skated with PowerTech in the summers. Um, Dalton was my roommate. Um, we ended up becoming best friends. He, he stood at my wedding. He's my um, daughter's godfather. So, like, we've kept those connections. And then I would say probably 40% of the team that year went back and played for the University of Windsor. Um, with me so I ended up having you know another three seasons with those those guys as well that's awesome I want to get into that too actually but um, I want to talk a little bit about your second year in Sarnia uh, 06 07 Uh, so as you mentioned Stamkos was on the team I'm sure some people may have heard of him Uh, I know he obviously came in probably as a highly touted player and assumingly hit it off right guys know that and realize it or were you like holy shit this kid is good we we almost knew right away because he destroyed rookie camp he was one of the best players like he was in shape um he skated he had a swagger like you know he was the best and everyone had to know it but he's a great guy like the most humble guy you'll ever meet um you know text him at any time he'll have tickets waiting for you in tampa um he's just he's a top-notch guy he's he's the type of player that you want your kids to look up to just like that kind of model uh mvp almost right Absolutely. There's there's not a you know a better guy that you would you would want to represent a team and to be you know to build a team around. 
per se. Mm-hmm. He does seem like a very quiet guy too, but I do say when he was on that spit and chicklets, he had uh, his personality kind of come out a little bit, and it was it was fun. Yeah, it's funny because he's not he's he's very um, shy and reserved, but not when you get him with a group of guys that uh, that he knows. Mm-hmm. Um, he was pretty outgoing in the like he probably as funny as he probably could have worn assistant captain in his rookie year because he he still had a say in the room even though he he was a rookie. And I think I wasn't there the following year, but he he might have been an assistant captain, or the year after was the captain. So he became a leader like very quick on that team. On the Sting or on uh, Tampa? On the Sting. Well, on yeah, Tampa, he, I think Tampa he was captain in three years yeah, or two he, years. I believe he was captain of the Sting as well, and he only played two years uh, there. Yeah. yeah, he might have been. Yeah. 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 So one. Th- yeah, he, sorry. Go ahead. Very deserving. Uh, so that's what I kind of want to move on. So the next uh, next year, I'm looking at your stats, and you played for the Yarmouth Mariners in the MJAHL. I want to know what the story uh, is there, where that is, and uh, how the hockey was. Yeah, so um, what happened was I, I was fighting a lot, um, and I knew, at some, I, I knew I wasn't going to go anywhere in the game, and I knew that my end goal would have been um, going to university. So I had to make the decision whether I was going to stay in the OHL or I had an opportunity to go play Tier 2 and make some money to be able to put towards my education. Um, so I made that decision knowing that I was probably going to Windsor the next year. So I left uh, Sarnia and then went to Yarmouth Tier 2, and uh, that's in Nova Scotia. And it, it was a great decision. I had friends that were there. We had an all-star team. We ended up losing um, in the championship game to go uh, to move on to the championship for uh, the TELUS Cup. Oh, that's fantastic. But they weren't, wouldn't have been affiliated with the team, right? Like, did you, did you they, sign a new contract or something? Yeah, yeah. So I had to sign a contract with Tier 2, but there was no affiliation with Sarnia. Yeah, exactly. Um, I had an opportunity to go back to Sarnia. I also, um, Windsor called me that year and Barry called me as well. I, I had an opportunity to stay in the league, but, you know, at some point, you know, you got to realize that your dream can't go on forever. So, mm. um, I realized that, you know, a little bit earlier than, than most players. You, know, so you just thought it was a better route for that year before kind of moving on. Yeah. Right? In, high, in hindsight, I probably should have stayed one more year in the O and then, you know, collected an extra year of school package. And then, um, in my overage year went out there, but, um, you know, it was, it was the right decision. I really wasn't playing much, um, in Sarnia and I was fighting a lot and that's, not what I wanted if I was going for education. Yeah, but I'm sure all in all, you made some great connections out there, and uh, you're still carrying it out today, probably with your. Well, you're heading to the rink right now, right? So, are you going to coach, or what are you uh, doing? Yeah, so I I coach the uh, the Essex. I was awarded the Essex 73s job this year. So oh, okay. I uh, we have our summer skate right now at WFCU. Gotcha. Actually, I want to get into a lot of your coaching, but it's all about the experience that kind of helps you lead up to it, right? And I want to know about uh, the team you played with. At, with the Lancers here at Windsor, uh, you mentioned it's a tight, tight-knit group. Um, but why, how did you end up there? Did you want to enroll in school, or did you want to uh, still kind of play hockey, or was someone kind of, you know, uh, egging you on to play? Yeah, no, I, so in, um, when I was finishing in Sarnia, I was, um, that summer I was talked to by, I honestly don't know who their head coach was. I, I forget his name now, but... Um, he said, if you go to Yarmouth, and I kind of approached them because it was a little bit early for university teams to 
go after players. Um, so like I said, I'm going out to Yarmouth for a year. I'm going to come back and start my studies. You know, would you be interested in, um, you know, obviously they, they took me on, but Kevin Hamlin came in, um, you know, after this guy recruited me. So uh, I had an opportunity to play with Kevin for three years. Kevin's a great coach. Um, I look up to Kevin a lot. So it, not only did I have good players to play with, but I had really good coaching too um, when I was playing for Windsor. That's awesome. What were you studying? I'm assuming it kind of led to your job with Windsor Law. Yeah, so I studied uh, I studied business for three years and uh, sorry four years uh, and honors in business, and then I uh, went on and got my law degree after that. So, as a special events coordinator, how does it kind of uh, relate? Like, are you doing all the yeah. the contracts and stuff yeah. for that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, I organize events for the law school. Any event inside the law school for students, and any event externally for faculty and staff. So, like, kind of establishing relationships with uh, parties, whatever it may be, to, you know, yeah. do whatever you, you don't need a lot, I don't need a lot of degree to do this job. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, seems like it could be pretty fun at times, but uh, aside from that, aside from that, I'm sure you're having fun on the ice still. Uh, like I mentioned, you're with Mark at the Kadot Hockey Academy. Uh, how have you enjoyed doing that training and coaching and what's kind of your role with them if you're still doing anything? I actually, I didn't know you were with uh, the 73s now too. Yeah, no, no, it, it's uh, it's great. Like I, I love helping kids. I love seeing kids get better. Um, you know, if I could, you know, make one impact on a player's game, then I did my job. Um, you know, and I don't know how many years I've been doing this for, 10 now, um, 21, sorry, probably eight, eight to nine. Um, you know, I, there's a lot of players that have moved on under my development and, uh, you know, yeah, I got to take some pride in that because these players are going on to play in the national hockey league, living their dream. Um, and most of them, you know, took my teachings, right? So, um, it's, it, it, it makes me feel good. That's awesome. It's kind of give back and, you know, give back to the game. But did you start right out of, out of junior start coaching right away? Yeah. So what I did was I started, um, I was working with Andy a little bit in junior and then when I got into law school, Mark started his own company, and I went with um, Mark to Kadot. So it was basically us two running Kadot. And uh, I think I started coaching right out of university. I, I had uh, the 99 Sun County team, so that's Jack Stanika, Mike DiPietro, um, Silvano Valente. We had a really good a bunch of group of really good group of players. And then in law school, I went um, coached Tecumseh, and then I came back and coached the old five Sun County team. And then we won. Um, we won the OHF uh, two years ago, and that's like unheard of for an alliance team. That's fantastic, man. And what are you involved anywhere else? Or no, no, that's it's basically it. between Cadot uh, and now with the new team out in Essex, right? Yep. Yeah. So this is going to be your first year with them. First year with them. Yep. Correct. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be an interesting year. We lost some um, some high goal scores, but there's a really good group of. Um, 2002 players um 2002 born players that are coming in that you know have some really good skill and i think that um they're going to be able to come in as rookies and make an impact in the league which is 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 unheard of um for rookies that many rookies to make an impact that's fantastic man windsor's always had a strong hockey community obviously on the development side as well and it goes beyond just forget about what's happening in amherstburg and essex and bell river and there's just so much hockey going on around here yeah, there's um, the, the coaches have done a really good job, and um, you know there's there's a lot of players that want to move on, so it makes our job easier when we're working with numbers, right? 
Um, so it's, it's, it's always fun when, when kids are getting better and, and you're able to develop them, not only as hockey players, but, you know, you know, if they can take a life lesson and, you know, go to law school or go become a doctor because, you know, that's what I did, then, you know, I did my job. Yeah, you don't you don't just have to be a fighter in the OHL. You can get a law degree. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right exactly. On. That's awesome, brother. Well, thank you so t- so much for taking the time to do this, bro. No problem. Anytime. Just let me know. Okay, okay, okay. Drake Demore here, back on the Wind City Sports Podcast in Windsor, Ontario. That was Danny Anger, a hometown boy, former OHLer with the Sarnia Sting. And now the head coach of the Essex 73s, just uh, probably about 20 minutes away from home, Junior C hockey team. Thanks again to Danny for taking the time to do that interview uh, on the phone as he was heading over to hockey practice. And uh, it was great to talk to him. Uh, another guy checked off the list uh, from Windsor, who, again, has a cool story and got to play with some great players like this Steven Stamkos kid. Um, but without further ado, we're going to kind of wrap up the, uh, the podcast now. Uh, you'll hear a lot more news on the Wind City Sports Radio Show on C-Jam, uh, depending when you're listening to this Thursday, a live new episode at 12.30, and you can catch the replay Tuesday at 8. But uh, we're just going to get into some more news right now, and just a little bit of football news across the board. Um, this weekend, actually, the University of Windsor's women's soccer team is opening up things in Livonia, Michigan, um, actually tomorrow at 11 a.m. And then our men's football team has their home opener on Sunday, August 25th against the York Lions at Alumni Field at 7 p.m. And I believe you can catch that on OUATV.ca. Go to GoLancers.ca for more information on that as the soccer teams will be getting into full swing as of Monday. Both the men's and women's soccer teams will be in Hamilton for away games. And then more to come with the basketball team. The men's basketball team will be actually going to Livonia as well very soon, if not uh, um, early next week. Uh, some more soccer news or football news for you. Our AKO Fratman junior football team has kicked things off. Last Saturday, they picked up a big 26 to nothing win over the GTA Grizzlies at home here at the Alumni Field, where both uh, the University of Windsor soccer teams and football teams play and where the Windsor TFC plays. We're going to have a little bit of news on them in a moment. Uh, Their next game is Saturday against the Ottawa Sooners on the road, but their next home game is next Saturday, August 31st against the Niagara Niagara Regional Raiders at 8 p.m. or nope, sorry, 7 p.m. at Alumni Field. Uh, So it looks like every other week they'll have a home game wrapping things up on the road early October before playoffs. One of the top teams in their division in the last few years so looking forward to see what happens with them um, but to wrap it up with some soccer news again at Alumni Field uh, Windsor TFC had their last home game of the season, their last game of the season losing one nothing to the top seeded Oakville Blue Devils seemed like it was a pretty close game and they will not be seeing playoffs, they also had a friendly match against the Detroit City FC who are now going to be entering a pro league as a pro uh, soccer team coming from uh, semi-pro, similar to our Windsor TFC, but I'm obviously not a big uh, soccer guy. I don't know everything, but <laughs> without further ado, my name is Drake Moore, and we're here every week on the Wind City Sports Podcast. You can catch brand new episodes of the podcast every Thursday. They drop every Thursday morning on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are found. Any major po- podcast platform we should be on there. Just simply search up Wind City Sports 
We're available on WinCitySports.com as well as our as our website. And join our new mailing list so that you can get updates on upcoming guests, new episodes, news, and much more. Um, that's where you can easily access the direct podcast. But you can catch the Win City Sports radio show featuring some music, a little bit of highlights from the podcast, and a lot of local sports news on CJAM 99.1 FM in Windsor and Detroit every Thursday at 12.30 and replays on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. You can follow the program on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Our handle is at WinCity underscore sports, or simply just search up WinCity Sports or the Win City Sports Podcast, and you should easily be able to find us. As well, you can follow me, Drake Damore, on Twitter and Instagram, at Drake Damore. So until next week, smell you later.